Welcome back to Seriously Funny. I'm your host, Mashnor Kabir, and I stare at ceilings. This week, we have a lot of spoilers for the manga Oyasumi Bunbun. So if this is a manga you're interested in reading, I would recommend, and it pains me to say this, but not listening to this episode until you've read it. Also, it is an adult manga, so for legality's sake, 18 and over, read it. If you are depressed or prone to depression, you may want to reconsider reading it. If you don't want to read it, then hey, let's get into it. But another warning, this episode is going to be very, very, very depressing. Although I'm never really funny, in all honesty, I I, I can admit my faults. I've, I've been thinking about renaming the podcast. Uh, in this episode, I will just be sad. So uh, with those warnings out of the way, I'm going off the assumption that you haven't read Oyasumi Bunbun. So we'll give a bit of a synopsis. The synopsis listed on any list is meet Bunbun Buniyama. He's an average kid in an average town. He wants to win a Nobel Prize and save the world. He wants the girl he has a crush on to like him back. He wants to find some porn. That's what he wants. But what does he get? It's... It's a synopsis. Oyasumi Bunbun translates into Good Night Bunbun. Bunbun being the main character of the story, depicted as a bird. N- now, although in the manga he is drawn as a bird, and for a few chapters he's a tetrahedral pyramid type of thing, uh, he's not actually either of those things. He's a normal human boy. And honestly, I don't know why he's drawn as a bird. I'm sure that you know, the author had his reasons, and there's a chance that the author didn't have a reason, and he just wanted to draw the main character depicted as a bird. Everyone else, except for his family, is human. Starting out as a child, Bunbun is super happy and outgoing. Unfortunately, after getting lost in a town over from his and his best friend getting hit by a car, he becomes quite reserved. In elementary, he has a small group of friends and also falls in love with a transfer student, Aiko. Bunbun believes that he and Aiko are destined to be together, and as it would happen, they do begin dating. Bunbun also wants to become an astronaut at this time. Also around this time, Bunbun's parents begin fighting, and at some point, we see a scene where it looks like his dad beat his mom, and afterwards they get a divorce, and then we don't see much of Bunbun's father. It's later shown, however, that Bunbun's dad was actually acting in not only self-defense, but in defense of Bunbun, because Bunbun's mother at the time got a knife and threatened to kill Bunbun unless uh, his Bunpun's father stopped her, and so he did, and it just looked like he went off the rails and and beat her. Uh, but in the end, we learn this as the viewer. However, we Bunpun never learns about this. It's a bit sad, but it, it, he he honestly the the guy wasn't just an off the rails alcoholic, which is what it makes him look like at the beginning. Uh, but anyways, going into middle school, Bunpun discovers <clears throat> adult content uh, and honestly becomes quite enamored with it as a teenager would really but by this point him and Aiko have broken up due to some super weird circumstances trying to describe everything in this manga would take us the entire episode and then some but overall Aiko's mom is a cult member that sells some manner of snake oil and Aiko is controlled by her mom and is used to help her mom sell whatever it is the cult is trying to sell yeah very fun isn't it Bunbun then goes to high school where he meets another girl he's still extremely horny after some things happen he quits doing 
doing the five knuckle shuffle for a few years, which takes us into college. Well, it would have been college. Bunbun decided not to go to college and decided to work at a conveni, which is what convenience stores are called in Japan. During this time, he meets a woman who's an aspiring mangaka or manga artist, uh, that, and they strike up a sort of more than friends but not lovers sort of relationship. Later, Punpun goes ahead and starts acting like a college student and, and picks up a completely fake identity uh, that's not his at all. It, it's really weird. As happenstance would have it, he runs into his old love, Aiko, again, who he never really forgot. They've both grown up, and while Punpun lies about being a college student who's a soccer star, Aiko lies about being a model. Although she has done some modeling work, it's far from being a career model. In time, Aiko's mother's abuse reaches a high, and Aiko runs away to Punpun, and they go to, quote, confront, end quote, Aiko's mother, which turns into a fight which turns into Punpun killing Aiko's mother, partly in self-defense, partly in rage. It's arguable, really. After this, Punpun and Aiko run away together. They have nothing but a car after they bury Aiko's now-deceased mother. Punpun and Aiko change a bit. Aiko becomes completely placid, and Punpun becomes an abusive, and to put it lightly, a-hole. He hits her at one point. She th like says that she's going to stab him in the eye with a fork, and then she doesn't, and then he he gets, or she, she hits him a bit, but not much. And, well, he gets upset and says she should have finished the job. Anyways, weird scene. The relationship becomes more toxic than the underground of a nuclear PowerPoint. It's, it's really PowerPoint? A PowerPoint. I said I've had to redo this paragraph two times. I'm not doing it again. You know, yeah, nuclear PowerPoint. Screw me. It's bad and honestly a bit disgusting. While Punpun and Aiko are on the run, Sachi, which is the woman from earlier, the mangaka, looks for Punpun but can't seem to find him. In the end, Aiko kills herself. Why is honestly arguable. Some people say it was to run away from jail and other people uh, and other the other probability was to stop Punpun from go, stop Punpun from going to jail because in the chapter before she died, Punpun told her that he would turn himself in for the murder uh, because the body was discovered and Aiko is the suspect and then Aiko could live her life and Punpun would, you know, go to jail. Punpun finds her after waking up the next, you know, the next day in the morning and afterwards resolves himself to do the same. He goes to a miso factory that was seen way at the beginning of the story and with a knife he stabs himself in that eye that Aiko never really harmed massively. Before he dies, Sachi does happen to find him, and the story ends with Punpun being surrounded by the few friends he had, and his life seemed to be back in some manner of order. This is the least of the the manga, really. There's tons of other side stories. They, they go so much more in depth uh, with his mom, who dies of cancer, a lot to his depressive and suicidal uncle, who attempted suicide twice in the manga. In the end, the uncle, Yuichi, does get a happy ending he finds a loving wife has a kid but in general the ending it's not happy per se we do see punpun alive with his friends seemingly doing his best to live on so it definitely isn't a bad ending but honestly it really just it's an ending people live on that's the ending even after all of the trauma all of the pain all of the everything a murder 
even. Unbun still carried on with his life. If you'd like to understand much more about this story, I would highly recommend watching the video that I will link in the description of the show notes, a video where it much better explains the manga and covers a lot more of the characters. Uh, I forgot the YouTuber's name, but he did a really, really good job uh, describing it. It was really good. And he cared a lot. He related a lot to this manga. The video was was beautifully done. Uh, so if you want to learn more about this manga, go watch that. It's, it's really wonderful uh, little video essay on Oyasumi Punpun. There are some pieces of art content that touch you in a way that will stick with you forever. It's not very often, but sometimes you can say that a piece of art has changed your life. It may be a painting, but generally it's a story, a narrative, a video, a book. Two of these for me, or three of these actually, is a story from Exerbia and then will be okay is one of those pieces of art for me. The story resonates deeply and I listen to it again every couple of months. Another one is five centimeters per second. I'll list a few more. The happiness advantage obviously had a massive impact on me and the fifth vital by Mike Malak also had a pretty big impact on me. And Oyasumi Punpun is, I would say, another one. It It's stuck and it's going to stick for a while. That last panel will always probably be with me. I think that Oyasumi Punpun has a massive effect on the way that I view life. Uh, has, has, <laughs> has had. I've had so many typos in this script. So I, I, I want to share my biggest takeaway from this work. And I want to say that there are many, 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 many things that you can take away from this manga if you read it. It depends on you. It depends on what resonates with you, where you are in your life and where you have been in your life. This is simply my personal takeaway uh, do with where I am in life. And I fully admit that there's there's many, many things you can learn from this manga. What I got from the manga and what's going to stick with me probably is the idea of mediocrity, uh, the idea that in general there's a set point and you'll most likely live out that set point. I've never been especially talented at, well, anything, really. I have a good work ethic, and so I've barely climbed up myself up to being above average for most things that I you know, throw myself into. But I never had it, uh, you know, whatever it may be. I played Titanfall 2 for years of my life, and I was really good, very good, but it, I wasn't the best. I knew people who were exponentially better than me, even though we put the like put in similar time into the game. One of them even put in less time in the game. A similar story in Apex Legends, uh, in Cardistry. I spent years doing these things, and I would see people that would do it for a year or two, just so, many, so much less than me, and be... Uh, incredibly better jealousy is never something i picked up on uh, it was something i used to pick up on jealousy is something i at that those points in my life i wasn't into so i wasn't sitting there being jealous and sad and stuff i was honestly impressed with them and i just thought they were really cool but you know a part of you feels a bit bad and a part of you feels like you know you're you're just you suck right you're, you're just not as good and objectively you aren't as good in high school i was hardworking enough or at least, you know, focused enough to get into all AP classes for the four main subjects. The four main subjects are, of course, math, English, science. So the science is, you know, it can be biology, chemistry, it depends on what grade you're in, what you want to do. And then uh, what's what's the other one? History. And so those are the four core courses. And then there's other AP courses for other things. And I had those as well. But 
I was in, uh, in my senior year, I was in five AP courses. In my junior year, I was in uh, four. I think it was four. Yeah, I believe it was four AP courses. I was above, you know, I was more than mediocre as of a student to get into these classes because, you know, I mean, honestly, if you sign up for the classes, they'll give you the classes. But I did go into the classes and I got an A in a reasonable amount of them. With that, I was, however, not talented enough to to be, you know, more than mediocre in those AP classes. I was above mediocre in getting into the high level classes, but I became probably average if not lower than average probably average in high school maybe maybe talent isn't real and i'm just inhaling illegal amounts of copium this is possible but but if i look at college now going into college i am in that higher you know higher level major i have a mark i have a marketing minor right so i do take these classes that are a lot easier like i in my engineering statistics class, I barely pass with a C. In my business statistics class right now, and I'm about to take my final exam in a few days, I have a 100.08 in the class, right? Like there's a big difference in the challenging, challengeness of it. But now I'm, I'm way, up, way below average in my major. It is, it's bad. I'm barely skidding by. Engineering requires more than hard work. It requires a specific mind for engineering. And although I will deny it until I get fired from my first engineering job, I don't think I have that mind. Or at the very least, there's a piece missing somewhere. Admittedly, yes, you've heard the saying, there's always someone better than you. But honestly, that saying is only helpful to people that are very good at stuff. <laughs> the rest of us, it is incredibly depressing because we know it doesn't humble us. It just reminds us that we suck. Okay. But back to mediocrity, Poon Poon's life was rough, to, to say the least. It was filled with trauma and abuse. His, you know, his financial status was never very good. And it, it wasn't awful, but lower middle class. And then he, you know, he wanted to work at a convenience store, which, I mean, it pays okay. Like, you can get by in Japan, but, it, you know, it's definitely not a you know, top-tier earner in any way, shape, or form. He was just a worker. Every character in the story, Pun Pun included, of course, their lives were all filled with some manner of trauma. Yuichi almost had intercourse with a 16-year-old girl after she almost more, not she more or less trapped him. It was, it was a awkward story, that one. Uh, some characters grew up poor and couldn't escape the cycle of poverty. Aiko had her abusive mother. Sachi had issues with body dysmorphia. Pun Pun had his parents divorce, seeing Aiko dead, seeing his friends get hit by a car all those years ago. And yet all of those people, aside from Aiko, I suppose, lived on by the end of the story. Other than Pun Pun committing murder, his life was incredibly mediocre. It was very, very average. It's the story of a lot of people in America, especially as traumatic as it is, it is not uncommon to see a divorce. I mean, the rates are above 50 here in the States. And the same goes for losing friends, having a broken heart. His life was incredibly average. Again, aside from the murder, that's not much a common experience that people share. At least I hope not. But in America, I can, I can see this in, in people that I know and love. There are people that their lives have been harder. They were born very much less fortunate in, in terms of their circumstances and in terms of their family. And I, even though they're incredibly hardworking and, and they're super intelligent, or, or at least they have the potential to be super intelligent, they have the, the mind, the mental capacity for it. 
I've seen that just the the way things work, the way that opportunities just cannot be taken due to certain circumstances or or they're just very hard to take due to certain circumstances. I, I've seen that, you know, I've seen the cycle of poverty and it, it is rough. It really is sad. And Boon Boon followed that story. And it's a really common story. Of course, I know some people going through it, but that's the story. I know people on the opposite end. I know people that have had wealthy family and lived a wealthy life and i've seen their lives are their problems are considerably different i'm not going to say they're easier but they're considerably different than you know those that are, are financial you know struggling more financially than struggling with more of the maslow's hierarchy of needs like self-actualization level of things overall the story again of pun pun it's like it's not a other again aside from just putting the murder away that was a weird weird little weird little twist in there but aside from that the story is it's an average story of just the cycle that happens this story and seeing everyone quote unquote get on with it to say it made me think that the most likely scenario is the scenario in which life amounts to nothing when you where you wake up and you go to sleep over and over until one day you don't wake up maybe you have kids maybe you don't the story didn't end with Pun Pun being alone the story didn't end up with Pun Pun being famous or having a harem the story ends and that's really all and i feel like my life will be the same i love writing these scripts i love editing youtube videos as much as i'll continue and you know as such i'll continue them to the best of my ability however honestly i don't think my life will amount to anything special and that goes both ways it doesn't mean that you'll be absolutely alone and sad and depressed and die homeless right special doesn't just mean good special means bad in the same way special just means different outside of the ordinary and outlier that is what special is right your life generally isn't going to be filled with outliers most people aren't going to die just alone sad depressed and by themselves like with no one there and no one caring and no one knowing that they died some people probably will but most most likely that won't happen most likely you'll have some friends maybe you won't have 500 maybe you won't know everyone and you won't have millions of people caring about you you maybe you won't be a celebrity but you'll be a human and you'll have some manner of friends as depressed as you are and as much as you want to say you have no friends the probability of that being true is just not that high i've seen it i've been the kid to say i have no friends while i talk to like four people every single day that it doesn't work that way it goes both ways so you won't die famous but you won't die homeless probably right it's you're just at the end of the day there's an exerbia video titled and you'll never do anything important or something like that that's kind of the the takeaway here right statistically you're probably not going to leave a lasting mark on the world of course i do believe that everyone leaves a mark on the world in some way or another but sometimes that mark runs really deep and it requires a different level of thought and vision but in general the marks aren't as evident as say you know steve jobs bill gates rockefeller or heck socrates marcus aurelius you get the point you won't you probably won't have a mark that big on the planet or the earth or history everyone does leave some sort of mark the it's just a, a facet of existing. You leave a mark in one way or another. Uh, how deep it is, this is you know that's that's a different question. But I feel like 
life will, at least for me, end up reasonably mediocre. I'll get an engineering degree and I'll get a marketing minor. I'll try to get an engineering job. I won't be able to do it. I'll get a marketing job. I'll do really well and I'll make good money, but probably nothing incredible unless I can somehow leverage my engineering degree. Of course, that means that this podcast and my YouTube channel probably won't blow up. That is what I'm insinuating. There's a shot. And uh, of course, right? As I continue to do it, I learn how to get better and it becomes solid. uh, But I don't think I'll end up with millions of followers. Heck, I'd be surprised if I made enough to make a living out of, especially with the type of content I make. I, you know, obviously humor, jokes, funny is a part of my brand a little bit. At the end of the day, I don't make entertainment content. I make educational slash productivity slash self-help content and the thing is entertain one of the reasons mr beast has 50 million subscribers isn't just because he's a genius that makes great videos that is of course true however it's also because he makes entertainment videos that's his genre and that genre has an in much bigger uh, audience size than the the genre that i'm in less people care about the productivity self-help thing. If I was a sheerly educational channel, that's also up there, right? So Kurtzkazad has 15 million subscribers, probably more now. And so they're a sheerly educational channel. But channels that are, you know, productivity, self-help, plus educational thrown in there here and there. The, like the biggest one is probably... Uh, Matt Diavella, right? And so he's at like two point something million, three million, which is a massive number, right? But it's not 10 million. You know, the the audience is smaller in in general. So even like the potential growth for the type of content I make isn't that high. And so that's something to admit as well. And so standing out, especially because the people that make this content are really, really good at making this content. And so being better than them or offering something that they don't is really hard because a lot of them have slowly begun animating as well. I thought my competitive edge could have been animations, but we can see Answer in Progress doing some beautiful animations. Matt Diavella has begun doing animations in his videos that are really nice to watch. You know, I've lost that bit of edge too as well, right? Overall, other than the, the content, other than my life ending up pretty mediocre, I'm celibate, right? So family and kids are also out the window. Uh, I think that life will overall be pretty boring for me uh, until, you know, that night I lay to rest for the last time. Uh, and that's all really, 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 really depressing. It, it really sucks for me too, right? Thinking about this doesn't exactly put a Sammy Chubb in my pants or even a normal Chubb in my pants for that matter, really. The thing is that even though I don't think anything I do will amount to much, unfortunately, it just seems like with the cards that I've uh, had in life and the the decisions that I've made in my life and the career paths that I've chosen in life, it's going to lead to a pretty like generally mediocre ending. And, you know, that is what it is, right? I, I live with the decisions I make. I don't care. It's fine. I, I do care. I, 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 it, it's like, I'm okay with that. I accept the decisions I made. I know why I made them. And I'm not going to sit here and regret them. But, you know, I, it, it's something to be aware of. This, the, life is just a matter of cause and effect. And your current situation is just a long string of causes and effects. Some of them super sad causes and some of them super sad effects. But, you know, I, as much as I don't think any of this will amount to much, as much as I don't think engineering will amount to much, as much as I, you know, other than the content, there's a lot of things I do that won't amount to much. I shuffle playing cards. Why? 
for no reason. It's not going to get me anywhere. I'm not very good at it. I play video games every now and then. Is I don't make content out of it, and I'm not incredibly like just good. I'm above average if I really try, but I'll, I'm never a god at any video game. I've tried. It doesn't happen. You know, I uh, I read a bunch of books about like psychology, neurology, and etc. You know, what does it give me other than content for this podcast? Not much, right? So I'll. It doesn't amount to nothing. I do really amounts to much in terms of. Uh, impacting anyone uh, i guess the i mean the the what it really amounts to is that i en- i do enjoy it right i enjoy all of the things i just mentioned i enjoy reading all the research papers the books i enjoy the gaming and i enjoy anime etc anime will amount to everything my life can just be anime that would be pretty sad I would, i'd be fine with that but i'm probably going to keep doing all of these things uh, yes, the YouTube and the podcast will probably be nothing more than a leech that sucks away my time when I could be playing Apex Legends, Genshin Impact, reading more manga, maybe. I don't know. And I'm not going to say that I'll continue doing these things because, oh, at least I know, or at least I'll die knowing I tried. No, screw that. Not important. If you don't want to try, don't try. It doesn't It doesn't matter. If you think something is meaningless and you decide not to do it, you don't deserve to feel regret. Okay, stop it. Move on. That you, you made your choice. Screw you. You can do it again. I mean, go for it. You can just start now. It's better to start now than tomorrow, I guess, if you want to change your mind. But regret is for losers. Don't feel that. (laughs) Self-help, am I right? But the reason that I think I'll still continue forward is because why not? Although, yes, I do enjoy anime, Apex Legends, Genshin Impact. I do enjoy making videos. I enjoy editing, scripting, and posting the video, okay? But recording and taking thumbnails Oh, both of those things make me want to, I just peeked, both of those things make me want to cry. They are so utterly upsetting and sad and not fun, mostly because I have to memorize a script for the YouTube videos, and it takes me two to three hours to record an eight-minute video. I do enjoy the process, (laughs) and I'm sure that somewhere deep inside, I do have hope. Of course, there's nothing wrong with having hope. There is something wrong with having an expectation, but hope is not expectation. And maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more in detail one day, but, but hope and expectation are different things. But I think that in general, you won't do anything significant in your life uh, for all of us. And that's fine. Just like we saw in Oyasumi Pun Pun, life goes on. Even after everything, even after a murder, (laughs) don't kill anyone. Although it may not be glamorous, life doesn't usually have a happy ending, really. Life doesn't usually have a depressing ending either. It just has ending. Just as this podcast has an ending, it is not the most positive episode, but it's a real one. I think every now and then it seems like I, I do a sad episode. The last one was what? When me talking about my, my major and how I'm bad at it. What an awful episode. Mostly because it just made me feel awful. This one makes me feel less awful. I think Oyasumi Pun Pun actually makes me feel better. It's a weird thing. I finished Code Geass. It is a 50 out of 10 anime. The ending was absolutely perfect. And it is the only ending that made sense. It's the only ending that would have put the cherry on top of that. There's no other way, I believe, that they could have done it. 
It was so perfect. It was the best ending, and they chose it. They did it. It was lovely. It is so hard to end a series, and they did it perfectly. It is really good. I'm very satisfied with it. Uh, ending anything is hard, but they managed to do it right, which is just incredible. Love dropped a new album, uh, which is uh, it's solid. I mean... Uh, <laughs> Honestly, it's kind of mid. I've listened to it a little bit, kind of just showering in the background sort of thing. No song like sticks out, sticks out. There are some good ones, um, Better Now or whatever I think it was called. There, there, And I, one of my friends really liked Molly in Mexico. And there's another one that sounds similar to Better Now. That was okay. But nothing like stuck out, stuck out. Uh, Quinn92 uh, or Quinn XCII dropped a new single. That was also pretty solid. Uh, but that is all for this episode of Seriously Funny. Uh, we will be back with a regularly scheduled self-help, happy, go-lucky, you know, big old PP program next week. You know, regularly scheduled. Until then, much love. Oyasumi, peace.